of Ashen Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. But let me just, let me first say, welcome to this most recent episode of the Unbillable Hours podcast. Ash. You know, Flo, I do want to say something on that. It's been a year since this has gone live. Like, to be fair, last week was probably like a day <laughs> plus a year since we've gone live because I, I, I took a look and found out that we started on the 17th of March and yeah. last week's episode was the 18th of March. So it has been a year. It has been a year, yeah. It's yeah. it's fifty three episodes or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's a fifty. It's hitting. Forget the mini shows that we were sending, guys. But uh, otherwise, we are finishing. It's 50, 50 and some. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are in we season. Yeah. We are in season ten, I believe. And for some reason, the reason basically just being because we can. Our seasons are always only five episodes. So yeah, we we are going against the tide of everyone who does like six or thirteen episodes. Ours are just like five episodes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, but but you're right. It's good. We should probably pause and uh, celebrate that and say thank you to all the listeners who who tune in. There's more and more of you, which is that's great to see. I think we should also just say thanks for listening, and we'd love it if you could like. Um, help us get on some podcast playlists as well. That's just me saying, not flow. We haven't read this. I, I just know that there's a lot of good content out there. It's, of course, very competitive. And I think you like the guests that we've got. So we want, we'd like to get you more guests continuously. And if you can get us on these playlists, then hey. And what, what would the listeners have to do to get us there? I don't know. Oh, just share it with people. That's basically it. Just share it with people. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to someone who might find value in it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of value, should we should we delve into what we're trying to talk about today? Because yeah. I thought, so I had, as some of you know, I work with a, a bunch of firms. Sometimes they have a marketing teams. Some, a few of them don't or are making the transition from not having one to bring one on. And it's interesting to me to mm -hmm. see that some of these firms hire marketing people who they might be very experienced in marketing, but um, they haven't done it in professional services context. So they crash head on into this weird industry of ours. And some of them get frustrated with, with what they find, because let's, let's be honest, it's, it's still a pretty sales led or network sales driven industry. I've said this a couple of times, it's not easy to get strategic marketing efforts off the ground, especially if you are in a firm where that hasn't happened yet. Right. Even and even if you are in a firm where strategic marketing happens, it still can be a battle depending on which, which yeah. practice you're working with. I, I I'd like to give like since I know a lot of our listeners are more of a techie kind of audience, I'd like to give it the kind of computer analogy where most people were still using four eighty six just all the way hitting like the first Pentiums in the nineties. In fact, the de development was quite quick and slow at the same time, and suddenly. You know, over a span of a few years, you were just going from like Pentium, Pentium 2, 4, etc. And then it just changed everything. Like people were upgrading graphics cards and processors all the time just to play the latest games. Professional services marketing right now is getting into that wave, I would say, where things yeah. are changing and rapidly. 
digital marketing is actually becoming a thing where previously the only real use for digital marketing was advertising. <laughs> yeah, to, can I can I use it. the cliche here? Sorry, because COVID was an accelerant. Do you know? No, that's what <laughs> yes. happened. Sorry for that. Had to put that in there. Anyways, I thought we might just and and these questions I get from from the people who have who have some frustrations remind me of myself a couple of years ago. So I thought you and I could walk people through and before we chatted before I call them the stages of grief, right? <laughs> to get, to yeah, get into, it's not quite. It doesn't quite work to get that into, way, but still, yeah. to, to get from no strategic marketing in your firm towards strategic marketing, and I think it's not actually stages of grief, but there is a certain. There seems to be a certain phases or stages there seems to be a phase model you have to go through to get to the thing and let's call it teething issues because it's pretty much that teething issues okay so and i and we can have a discussion about how, which ones there are or how many there are i i think for me it's probably five of them and i would say or four or five let's see what we end up with as we go through but don't know if you agree but i think the first one actually is to to decide and commit um meaning that's where, as a marketer, if you come in or if you're there, you have to work with the business to build the alignment around and the commitment to this idea of actually, yes, let's do more strategic marketing. Because that sounds blatantly obvious, but it in fact isn't because you'll very often find yourself in a situation where you have to explain, A, why that is a good idea, and then B, mm -hmm. sort of develop a common understanding of what that even means, right? I don't know if you, you agree or not, but that would my, my yeah, stage one uh, set it up. I, I think that actually fits nicely because it's A, the stakeholder management idea of understanding your stakeholders quite well. Yeah. B, clearly you're setting up what your brand strategy, what your marketing strategy is. In order to get that, you need to have consensus, not like crazy consensus, but the right strategic involvement mm -hmm. to drive your platform forward. If you're like coming in without even that, then don't expect anyone to listen. Let's yeah. be fair. And if you are, if you haven't listened to previous podcast episodes, uh, the answer to why we should we even do more strategic marketing is, is fairly straightforward, pretty simple. It's a much, much better way of doing business development, right? That's just the answer. Mm -hmm. you, you can still do like the old school model of whining and dining, your Rolodex driving sort of network business development type style where the partners go do it in person. There's lots of hospitality involved. That still works. Don't get me wrong. It just works so much less well and efficiently yeah. than than strategic marketing, which gets amplified primarily. Let's be honest about through digital channels, but there's other stuff in there as well. Let, let let's call it what it is. Essentially, without people, it's essentially a hack into marketing when you don't have the budget to push that much because you got to drive your sales. Essentially, it's a kind of I don't know if I should say it Gonzo kind of marketing where you're pretty much putting your point of view in a way and pushing it out into the people, not just in terms of the thought leadership content that we talk about a lot, but also in terms of the strategic vision and view. And yeah. often the marketers are the founders initially. And so if you guys are setting something up, have a think about these. And we're also happy to talk to you about them. Yeah. So so that is stage one. So just make sure everybody understands why even do marketing and then commit to it. That That's what the business leaders will have to do. Mm -hmm. To be fair to them, they're already sort of committed by just hiring you if you are the, <laughs> the new mm -hmm. marketing. I mean, they're trying, right? So, and, and the second part of that is maybe really make sure everybody understands it's in the same boat. Okay. Yeah. Stage two, then, for me, that is where the painful, painful work begins because now you have to 
make sure the strategic inputs for everything which follows are in place. And we have been talking about that since the beginning of this podcast, because that's all about defining segmentation and positioning, right? Who do we mm -hmm. serve here and how, and how is that different? And these are, I always Who, say- how, what, why, basically. Yeah, I always say it's simple, but it's not easy, right? It's fairly straightforward. You have to narrow the market. You have to develop clear positioning. You have to have crisp messaging around that. It's tough to do because it's mm -hmm. a scary decision for the people who own the firm. And it's a political one as well. But that's, mm -hmm. that will, for me, that will be phase two. You got to push through that. And don't even think about, you know, lead gen and tactics and none of that, that nonsense before you have done that. Because tactics is the next step. Right now, you got to get all this stuff going. Yeah. You, need your, you need a basic framework. Think about it like the uh, foundation, no infrastructure that you've got. Yeah. Which, by the way, talking about tactics is next, I would I'd fully agree. Like once the positioning is clear and parentheses here, it's been validated in some form. Let's say you tried it a little bit here and there, mm -hmm. and you know, you, you've built a few pitch decks, maybe you've spoken to a couple of clients, and it's clear, okay, we have something here. I think your enter stage three, which is about you you called it the tactics. I would say it's that now it's about to build your marketing engine because you will be now in a very scary situation. You've refined the positioning for the firm. And there's probably crickets in the marketplace. Because you've built something new, but nobody knows about it. So you got, now you got to go out and communicate it and build Hey, Flo, and... Uh, I'd like to interrupt just to say, let me yeah. use your favorite analogy of automotive and bring a car <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> you built the engine, but you yeah. now need your wheels. Yeah, exactly. So, and this is, and this is where, where you're right. You get in and, and you figure out, for example, what is a good lead generation process? for us here in this firm like do we do live events like our guest steven suggested do we bet big on thought leadership like bob Boudet and others might suggest obviously you can also do both right but this is you have to like you said like you said you have to select the tires and you have to put them on the car and it'll probably also be a painful process not it's not it's less politics in there but it's a lot of you know trying things measuring stuff and just yeah, you know, mean, being in the field and getting better while you're doing it. So yeah, it'll yeah, take you a Check your destination, right? You can't put yeah. like, you know, wet weather tires on a, sand, a sandy road kind of thing. Yeah. So that, that's the whole thing about choosing the and, right tactics and the right methods for the right, I guess you could say target audience and target reach primarily. Yeah. And then, and I'm not saying that this will ever stop because marketing channels and stuff change all the time. So you have to select new yep. tires to stick with the old metaphor. That's actually quite, works quite well. So to, you have to sort of optimize the tires time and again, and again, and you, you're never mm -hmm. really done. But one point in time, you might arrive at the point where you're really good at picking the right tires and you're really quick when it comes to sort of attaching the car. Or in other words, you now have a good idea of what you're doing in terms of the marketing mm -hmm. thing. So this is where my imaginary phase four begins. You scale the team. Right now we have something. So message. So we have alignment. We do strategic marketing. We have good positioning messaging. It works. We've figured out how to take it into the marketplace. So we have some sort of market marketing set of wheels. How do you like a, a configuration? Yeah, yeah. Your race car. We have that going. So now let's 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 scale the team. Let's sort of really hit step on the gas, if you will. And that you yeah. Let's optimize the engine some more and like yeah, but also off. bring in, but also increase budgets, right? Bring in new people and so forth. Like really, you, now is when you start building out the team 
around yourself as the marketing person. And mm -hmm. obviously that also means that your role changes because now you mm -hmm. have direct reports, budget responsibility, blah, 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 all that stuff. Also, mm -hmm. probably your role inside the firm becomes slightly more strategic. You're no longer just the guy who runs the LinkedIn channel. <laughs> Sorry, no offense, <laughs> right? We all started there. Yeah. But you have other jobs and and that is a that is a big shift for many people. Like, all, like I would say all of us have to go through that. I don't know. Maybe there's people who, who are great team leads right out of college. I certainly wasn't one of them. So you have to almost step out a little bit from the doing the marketing thing and stepping into the being a team leader, being more of a business executive, that that type of stuff. That's my stage four, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then if that really, really works, you get to do what I have not done in my career. You get to do to graduate to stage five, which is essentially somewhat similar, but still different. You are the CMO or equivalent, which means you're not only you're no longer building just the marketing you building the leaders that built the marketing teams in the respective functions and probably congrats you know working in a fairly large firm but that that to me will be the the stages i don't know yeah i would say so that that makes sense yeah and um so what was the point of that episode ash i forgot oh yeah to orient people <laughs> like that's the that's that's what's we're coming. reorienting you guys to help you know yeah. we're re helping reorient like you've come in you're doing these things, just telling you, hey, you are, but here's the steps. Because at each point, at each stage, you can get grief from your business leads, and you can also get grief from not seeing results immediately. Remember that in professional services, one of the things that have time honored that happens again, the two things actually, one is people tend to change strategy as soon as they see the one they're working on doesn't work or they continue it long after they realize it doesn't work just because they think that you know by iterating a little bit or just continuing one day it'll optimize both of them are kind of wrong it, it is knowing when to like iterate and knowing when to quit and always let things run for two cycles because then you've got like some sort of feedback see what you're doing is working or not don't just quit but also don't continue forever it's it's a balance that you guys need to yeah do. that's very that's very sage advice and i think speaking about the what's the point of this, this episode uh, the reorientation i think it's very helpful for people to reflect upon mm -hmm. what stage am i in right now um and then really focus on the hard point like you mentioned that right if if you yeah. if there is not even clear alignment in the firm like if you're still having discussions of the what does marketing even do variety? Mm -hmm. Don't even waste your time trying to do positioning or messaging work. Your job is to go in and educate people about why marketing is worth doing, how it'll work. And then, yeah, you could also show them the, the phases we just discussed to say, look, this is why we're doing it. And this is what the journey will look like. So you got to build that, that support, right? Before you move on. And the same is true for the other stages, right? Focus on the main objective for each of the phases and build that first it'll make sort of graduating and moving on in the next phases so much easier right so it's also <clears throat> sorry it's also we can flip this it's also if you're a practice leader trying to build marketing support in your practice or for your firm or whatever i mean these phases probably also apply so you should you know be patient or be clear about what's mm -hmm. expected also um, you should be clever about whom to hire. 
if someone comes from a, not to pick on you, Ash, but if someone comes from, from a B2C company where there's very clear marketing leadership and they were on the career track to become CMO and everything was, you know, marketing just ruled the world of that company. Uh, they might be excellent at what they do. They might be a very bad hire still if you need someone who builds the foundations and the consensus that, yes, we need marketing because they've never done that. They've lived and breathed a culture where that was already very clearly defined. Like, let's do marketing. Let's go, right? So these, yeah. I think the phases can be helpful there as well. <clears throat> For sure. And I was also thinking, perhaps as we uh, you know close this episode, uh, if you've got ideas for topics that you want us to talk about, because we already have a pipeline, hit us up either like on LinkedIn or just on the channels for our podcast. Because Flo and I have like actually a trove of topics that we want to talk about, but we want to make sure that we are helping out our listeners too by giving them like what they want, really. Not in a populist kind of way, but but still in the most relevant way so that yeah. 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 We have, as you say, we do have a pipeline, but we're happy to take and field questions of any sort. If you don't send us anything, we will we'll just continue as planned. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. again, thanks for making us through the first year with us. Really, really appreciate all of you for tuning in to the yeah, podcast. For tuning. Yeah. We hope you found some value in it. And um, if you did, like Ash said, maybe help us out by getting us on playlists. <laughs> like, good stuff, man. Uh, All right, then. I'd say I'll stop the recording here. You'll, you'll have a nice weekend eventually. It's a bit early for that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Speak soon. Speak soon.